Merry Christmas Eve, Purpose Church. It's just great to be together with you this evening and all of us together here online. And I just hope and pray uh, that you're having a blessed Christmas season and it is just wonderful to be together. A happy Christmas Eve, a Merry Christmas Eve uh, to you. And the title of today's message is, and the theme of our whole service has been, um, you are to give him the name Jesus. You are to give him the name Jesus. A Chicago White Sox baseball player turned evangelist, uh, Billy Sunday, uh, once said there are 256 names given in the Bible for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I suppose that was, this was because he was infinitely beyond all that any one name could express. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of names and titles uh, for, for Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot of them, as, as Billy Sunday says here. But there's one name that we tend to love the most. There's one that tends to be our favorite. It's one that in the Bible is used more uh, than all the others, maybe even more than all the others uh, combined. And it's found in the Christmas story in Matthew 1, verse 21. It says, she, meaning Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, Jesus means Jehovah saves or the Lord of salvation. It means that uh, he will pay for our salvation because we can't pay for it ourselves. He's Jehovah saves, the Lord of salvation, Jesus. He can pay for it. We can't pay for it ourselves. It's got to be him that pays the price and then a, we receive it as a free gift from him. Um, by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not from works, not from uh, working hard enough, lest anyone should boast. We boast only in Christ because he's the only one that could uh, pay the price. Uh, one of my favorite stories uh, from years ago in Reader's Digest, supposedly a true story. Uh, after turning 90, Marie decided she could no longer shop for Christmas gifts, so she planned to send checks instead. Since she wanted all of her friends and family to purchase their gifts before Christmas, she feverishly worked to get everything in the mail early. At the bottom of each card, she simply wrote, buy your own gift. Include a check in it to, to cover the gift, but buy your own gift. Having finished everything early allowed Marie to really enjoy the Christmas season. After the holiday, she began to clean off her cluttered desk. To her horror, she discovered under a pile of papers all of the checks that she had forgotten to enclose with the Christmas cards. So everyone in her family got a card from grandma that said, get your own, get your own gift. <laughs> Get your own gift. Well, the name of Jesus tells us that it's impossible to pay for our own Christmas gift of salvation. Um, we can't get our own gift. Jesus had to come in order to purchase it for us. And then we receive it as a free Christmas gift. 
like uh, Billy Sunday said, there's lots of names and titles given for Christ. But the favorite one, as we're going to see here, is the simple word, Jesus. It's used 909 times in the Bible. Name of Jesus, almost a thousand times. 909 times in the Bible, it, it's used. Now, why does it seem to be people's favorites? Well, I think there are five reasons that I want us uh, to look at. Uh, first of all, it's, it's an easy name. Do you know there's a guy in the Bible <laughs> named Tiglath Pileser Adonai Bezik? Okay, there, there he is uh, in, in, in history. Um, archaeologists have found this that kind of represents him. Tiglath, meet Tiglath Pileser Adonai Bezik. Now, can you imagine singing some of our Christmas carols if that was his name instead of Jesus? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Tiglath Pileser Adonai Bezik laid down his sweet head. It, it's just not going to cut it, is it? And that's why we love the name Jesus. It's simple. It's two syllables. It's five letters. You know, there are, are three words that are the same in every language. Hallelujah, amen, and Coca-Cola. Those are the three that are same wherever you go in the world. Hallelujah, amen, and Coca-Cola. But also, a name that at least sounds similar in every language around the world is, is Jesus. We love it because it's simple. And then number two, uh, it, is, it, it is a simple uh, name. It's an easy name. And then secondly, it is an esteemed name. In the Greek, it's Jesus. In the Hebrew, it's uh, Joshua. Uh, it was a very popular name at the time. If they had had those uh, baby lists like they do about what's the most popular name for boys and girls, it would have been towards the top of the list uh, for boys. Very popular uh, name at the time. Uh, for example, the most popular names of 2021. Uh, for girls, it's Olivia, Emma, Amelia, Ava, Sophia, and Charlotte. Uh, for boys in, in this year, it was Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, Lucas, and Levi. But the name uh, Joshua or Jesus would have been very high on the list of popular names at that time. And it was an, it was an esteemed name. It was the kind of name that people wanted to name their sons. It was a name actually created by Moses. In Numbers 13, verse 16, it says, these are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. So Moses changed the name of his uh, number one assistant, the young man, the young leader that he was mentoring from Hoshea and changed it uh, to Joshua. And so as a result, it was a very esteemed name among the Hebrews, among the nation of Israel. Uh, Joshua means the Lord is salvation. And the Bible character Joshua in the Old Testament was a picture of Jesus. In the same way Joshua led his people into the promised land, in the same way Jesus would come to lead us to heaven, to lead us into the promised land. And then thirdly, it was an esteemed name, it was an easy name, and now thirdly, it is an enduring name. David Jeremiah writes, 
Jesus was born into obscurity 2,000 years ago, and he died like a criminal at the age of 33. Yet his is the best known name in all of history. Think about, think about how impossible that seems. 2,000 years ago, in obscurity, in a backwards part of the world, not, not in one of the major centers like Rome or, or, or like in Egypt or any of those, uh, just kind of in obscurity, 2,000 years ago, died like a criminal at, at a young age, at the age of 33, and yet his is the best known name in all of history. I would add to that, to what uh, Dr. Jeremiah said, uh, Jesus was born into obscurity 2,000 years ago, died like a criminal at the age of 33, uh, yet he still causes traffic jams in London, Tokyo, Rio de Janeiro, and Montclair, Ontario, Rancho Cucamonga, and LAX. 2,000 years later, this man, born, lived, died in obscurity, died as a criminal, still causes traffic jams all around the world. Um, most charities were started in the name of Jesus. Do you know that historically, even the concept of charity, it was an unknown idea to help people in need. The concept of charity was unknown until Jesus. Uh, most hospitals were started in the name of Jesus. Uh, most orphanages, like the one in Cali, Colombia, Kim, where Kimberly and I adopted uh, two of our uh, three boys are adopted from an orphanage in Cali, Colombia. Well, orphanages like that, most orphanages were initiated in the name of Jesus. Most educational institutions were, were started in the name of Jesus. Most efforts for women's rights were launched in the name of Jesus. And most civil rights endeavors were initiated in the name of Jesus. You know, you could make a strong case historically that over 90% of all the good in the world came about in the name of Jesus. And if you've ever read a book like the James Kennedy's um, What If Jesus Had Never Been Born, as he chronicles all the impact through history of Jesus Christ, I think you could make a fair case that over 90% of all the good in the world came in the name, in the name of Jesus. And so it was an enduring name, an esteemed name, an easy, an easy name. And then number four, it is an exalted name. Uh, Paul wrote to a group of followers of Jesus 2,000 years ago in, in a town called Philippi in what is today the nation of Greece. He said in Philippians 2 verses 9 through 11, therefore God exalted him to the highest name and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is an exalted name. Catherine J. Walden uh, writes, as I worship my perspective shifts, I focus on his attributes, his goodness, his power, his name, and his mercy. Crises that once overwhelmed me become insignificant in comparison to God's vast power and all-encompassing love for me as his child. And Lysa Turkus writes, there is power in simply speaking 
the name of Jesus. It is an exalted name. And then number five, finally, it is an exclusive name, an exclusive name. Acts 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. No other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. An anonymous person wrote, there is majesty in the name God. There is personality in the name Jehovah. There is power in the name Lord. There is anointing in the name Christ. There is affinity in the name Emmanuel. There is intercession in the name Mediator. There is help in the name Advocate. But there is salvation in none other, none, none under heaven given among men and women apart from the name Jesus. An Alexander may build an empire. A Napoleon may change the nations of the world. A Newton may bring about an intellectual revolution. An Edison may create a new world for science. A Ford may usher in a new era of industry. But there is only one who can touch and transform the human heart. And that one and only, his name is Jesus. And he's pursuing you this Christmas Eve. Uh, one writer referred to him as the hound of heaven, uh, as, a, as a hound runs after the prey uh, with, with all of their might, with all of their speed. Jesus is the hound of heaven. He's pursuing you. It's not an accident that you're uh, watching this this evening or maybe listening to it sometime after Christmas Eve. It's not an accident. I believe it's a divine appointment. God has invited you here. Jesus has invited you here because he is pursuing you. He wants to connect with you. That's why he came 2,000 years ago and that's why he's alive today and why he's alive in this moment. He, he wants uh, to start a, a relationship with you uh, as his follower, as his leader, as his king, as our savior, as, as our Lord. Uh, I read a story a while back about a very, very shy man in Wales. And he wanted to marry his neighbor, the girl next door. For 42 years, he pined for the girl next door, this woman that lived next to him. And he, every week, once a week, he would slip a love letter under her door every week uh, for 40 years. And every single week, she refused to speak to him. So they both must have been shy. After writing 2,184 letters, he finally got the courage to knock on her door and ask her to marry him. To his delight and surprise, she says, said yes, and they got married to each other at the age of 74. That man had perseverance. That man hung in there. He persevered. And Christmas is all about God being on a search and rescue mission for you. I always like to say, if you'd been the only person that ever lived in the universe, he still would have come for you. Christmas was all about Christ coming for you. It's a search and rescue mission for you. You are the object of his pursuit. He's tonight, this evening, knocking on the door of your heart and saying, I want to connect with you. He, he's saying, uh, we're all writing uh, with a pen the, the story of our, our lives. 
And let me just ask you a question. How's that going for you? It doesn't go very well for me when I try to write my own story, but he's here this evening and he's whispering to your heart saying, turn the pen over to me and let me write your story. Hand, hand the pen over. That's what, just one of the ways I like to think of the Lordship of Jesus is we're writing our story and we hand the pen over to him. And you know the thing about Jesus is he always writes, when he writes a story, it always has a good ending. It always has a happy ending. If not in this life, in heaven. But when we turn the pen over to him, it, it's always a better story. Priscilla Shire writes, make sure your life writes a story worth telling. Your story starts with God. And I want to ask you right now, how would you like to start your story with God? It involves saying three things to God. Uh, first of all, you say, sorry. God, I'm sorry for the wrong in my life, how I've wronged other people. I haven't lived up to your standards, haven't loved people the way that I should. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. And then the second word is thank you. These are just three words you learned as a kid from your parents or grandparents or your guardian. Uh, you learn to say sorry. You learn to say thank you, second word. God, thank you. Thanks for Jesus coming into the world that first Christmas, living a perfect life, dying on the cross, and rising from the grave so that I could be saved, so that I could spend eternity with you in heaven. Thank you. Sorry, thank you, and then please. Oh God, please come into my heart and be my Savior this Christmas Eve 2021. Um, be the leader in my life. Be the Lord of my life. Take the pen of my life and you write my story. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Um, uh, you pray silently as I pray out loud. Oh God, I'm sorry. I use that first word. I'm sorry uh, for the ways that I failed other people and the ways that I failed you. The way I've not loved other people as I should haven't loved my family as I should, haven't loved you as I should, I'm sorry. But thank you for that first Christmas 2,000 years ago for coming for me, for dying on the cross for me, rising from the grave for me. Thank you. Please. Sorry, thank you. Please come into my heart right now. I right now, tonight, Christmas Eve 2021, receive you as my Savior for the forgiveness of all my wrongdoing. And from this day forward, I want to follow you as my leader, as my king, as my Lord, as my, the writer, the author of my story. And I pray this in Jesus' name and everybody who agrees with me, right where you are, would you say out loud, amen. One more time, let's say it out loud together. Amen and amen. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.